0: This is The Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. In part one of this three-part mini-series, I talked to you about Joe and Jen. Jen, a psychologist, and Joe, a professional salesperson, they each were interested in getting started in podcasting, and they had a few questions. They wanted to expand their network, and they thought that podcasting was something they wanted to explore to help them to achieve that goal. This episode is sponsored by Reagan.com. Reagan.com is well-known for their practical, useful webinars and events. That's why I'm pleased to announce this week a webinar that's coming up. It's called Six Steps to Write a Great Speech on Short Notice. It's from Michael Long. He's a Washington speechwriter, author, and professor. And in this presentation, you'll learn secrets to writing great speeches on a deadline. It includes how to structure a speech so that it's always ready to go, He includes six simple steps to creating an effective framework for any speech. And my favorite part, he explains why you should think like a fourth grader to impress a PhD. The webinar is being offered through Reagan Communications, and you can check out the special invitation from Reagan in the show notes on the website so that you can write faster, more efficiently, and with more energy, verve, and color. I created a bit.ly for you to make it easier. It's bit.ly forward slash Reagan speech. That's B I T dot L Y forward slash R A G A N S P E E C H. In part one of this mini series, I focused on thinking about the goals of the podcast. You really need to think about what your goals are and will the podcast meet those goals? And also you need to think about the type of content that you're going to offer and will that content meet your goals? So after that, what do you need to think about? I think the question that comes up the most is, well, how often should I podcast? And my answer is always the same. How often would you like to provide content and how much time and money do you want to invest in this project? I can tell you from my own experience, creating high quality content takes time. And for me, consistently creating weekly podcast content in addition to running my business, it's very difficult to do. And I have the help of editors. However, I've noticed other popular podcasts like John Lee Dumas. He's the host and creator of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and he's been able to successfully create a podcast and deliver one five days a week. Author and speaker Michael Hyatt, who I have a tremendous respect for, he creates a podcast once a week, but he also creates high quality blog content three times a week. And that's in addition to his extremely busy speaking and consulting schedule. The bottom line for you is that you'll need to consider very realistically how much time you'll need to invest in order to consistently create high-quality audio or video. Of course, how often you publish directly impacts that. But what's most important, and I'm going to say it twice, what's most important is that you choose a schedule in which you can guarantee consistency. It's the consistency and not the frequency that matters the most When it comes to building an audience, I can't emphasize that point enough. It's consistency. In fact, I noticed recently Michael Hyatt had a post on that same exact issue, talking about how consistency is more important than frequency when you're trying to build your platform. And it's important to keep in mind that in addition to creating the content, there are a ton of other important tasks that also need to be done. For example, there's scheduling and there's researching and there's preparing your topics and editing the text and editing the audio, and finding and creating images, maybe creating teasers, and finding advertisers, and writing the advertisements, and the metadata, and developing promotions. It goes on and on. There's so much to do. You either need the time to do it yourself, or you need to have the resources to get the help that you'll need. I recommend looking into things like Odesk, Elance, and Textbroker to help you find that help that you need. You can hire people who are experts at keywords and search engine optimization. You can find people who can research and write new content or edit your content or handle all the technical aspects of publishing your podcast feed. My suggestion is that you focus on the parts that you enjoy the most and that you have the time for and let others help you with the rest. One of the most common questions that I get from people who have already created a podcast is, How do I get more listeners? And I hear that at conferences all the time. How do I get more listeners? How do I get more listeners? And I think that's important to think about promotion before you start your podcast because a podcast is pretty much useless if no one knows about it. Here's the thing a celebrity chef is likely to have a strong following for a cooking podcast, and a popular anchor from a financial channel will likely have an instant audience for a financial tips podcast. You can still gain a sizable audience with your podcast but you have to be smarter about your content and work harder at creating your initial buzz and work harder at building it over time. This is where I think strategic thinking can really help. For example, if you decide your content will be interviews with A-list or even B-list bloggers, or maybe experts or millionaires, they already have an audience and they're likely to promote your interview to their audience. So with their help, you're likely to build your audience much more quickly. Or let's say you choose content that directly relates to popular culture, maybe a podcast about a popular reality show. Again, it's much easier to find listeners and grow your audience if your content is tied into a larger, more popular program or individual. For me, that was a big reason why I joined the Quick and Dirty Tips team, because I was looking for the cross-promotional benefits of joining a group of people who had established audiences. I think for you and for a lot of people, the situation is probably closer to that of Joe and Jen, the sales professional and psychologist that we met in the first part of this mini series. For Joe and Jen, the place to start, as with you, would be with your current network. Invite everyone that you know, everyone to listen, and then encourage them, maybe even bribe them, to share the podcast with their networks in turn. However, likely that's not going to be enough. So what can you do? I found that organic search is very important. That is, making sure that the search engines can find and surface your podcast in the results list when someone is searching for your topic online. You'll need to put effort into making it as easy as possible for people to find your work. So you need to think about and create great titles that capture the attention of both the search engines and eyeballs not an easy thing to do. It needs to be interesting and attention-grabbing, yet also contain common search terms for that particular topic. It's also important to consider ahead of time, will you create a summary or a transcript of your show? The reason why you'd want to do that is because, of course, again, for search engine purposes, you're going to want to pack those summaries or transcripts with appropriate keywords that people would use in order to find your content. For me, I use keyword tools to help me discover words that I wouldn't normally use to make sure that I use them in the content. Of course, I also make sure that the metadata for each post reflects those keywords. Of course, there's a lot more things you can do in order to help the search engines define your content. But ultimately, when it comes to building your audience, it all comes down to the content itself. If the content is high quality and it's delivered in a format that the audience enjoys, and can easily be found by search engines, your listeners will tell other people about your podcast and it will grow naturally. Podcast listeners, I believe, are hungry for high-quality content and they want to know that you've made a serious commitment to delivering the content on a regular, consistent schedule. If your content is good and it's delivered consistently, your listeners will come back for more. In part three of this series, I'll give you tips to help you maintain consistency. And I'll talk about the equipment you'll need to get started, as well as an important business consideration that tripped me up when I first started podcasting. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, helping you lead, influence, and inspire through better communication. Your success is my business. I just wanted to do a quick shout out to the two podcasts that I mentioned in the show today, one which is Entrepreneur on Fire, which is hosted by John Lee Dumas, and the other one is This Is My Life from Michael Hyatt john's podcast he interviews people every day five days a week entrepreneurs he has guests like barbara cochran seth godin tim ferris and he shares their journeys failures aha moments and really a lot more for your daily dose of inspiration check out entrepreneur on fire john's a great guy and his podcast is awesome check it out entrepreneur on fire